Hey everyone, welcome back to the Tribe Nerds. Gabe and I are going to be talking about Moon Knight Episode 5, uh, the penultimate episode of Moon Knight, as we are ready to finish another MCU uh, project. So, Gabe, what were your thoughts on Episode 5 of Moon Knight? Oh man, get get some more crazy pills out, because this episode, it needs to get out of my head. Get out of my head! Get out of my head! Get out of my head! Uh... Yeah, it, it was a pretty good episode. I'll go into um, I'll go into how I felt about um, presentation stuff, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I this one had uh, a lot more animation than I would have liked. I don't think they had. Uh, I don't think they let this show have a big enough budget to do everything that they did. Mm-hmm. But on the offhand. There's some really good backstory stuff that happens, so I I, I think it's going in a uh, in a direction that uh, might end up uh, kind of uh, really solidifying him here as a you know as a as a staple in the kind of like the the gallery of Disney Plus people we have going on, right? Yeah, I um I mean I think whatever no matter what way you slice it, I mean it's going to be it's going to be extremely jarring for the audience to tune in and see a CGI hippo and a ghostly birdman. Like I just feel like regardless those are going to be very very jarring. I I I mean I don't know. I like I mean I get it. CGI is probably not perfect. Um but uh I, get, I, I rarely get bothered by CGI unless it's something like what Morbius did where they just splotch a bunch of CGI yeah. on top of a fight scene or something. Yeah, I mean, like, it's just kind of like they gotta do what they gotta do. Mm-hmm. The only thing I can actually complain about, though, I guess, is, like, um, they could have done the same type of production that The Mandalorian did. Yeah. Where they'll... Um, it's like... It's it's something that like Hollywood is using a bit more. I know like Disney in particular, but um, they'll take a like an LED screen uh, and kind of like have actors. It's not just like one screen. It's like a full like studio kind of. Mm-hmm. And so for like for like the Mandalorian, for example, they had Pedro Pascal kind of like put on his gear and then like act out scenes like in front of this screen that portrayed like the environment. Like oh. it was basically, it, it's super weird. I am pretty sure like some like uh, green screen fuckery is like added to it mm-hmm. but basically basically they just do this uh kind of uh style that basically makes the background look a lot more like it blends in a lot better so i think yeah. they could have like done that mm-hmm. as far as like things like they could have done differently uh per episode i guess um but I think, like, my favorite part of this episode was just, like, the story it does. Right. So that that was my biggest takeaway, kind of. I think that was huge. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. I mean, that, for me also, like, the best part was definitely the character development. And, I mean, that's kind of what keeps me 
so attached to the MCU is that every single main character hero or just hero is gets development. So right. Um, so I I don't uh, you know that I don't necessarily watch the MCU for just the action. Uh, so. Um, like some superhero fans do, they like to watch it for the action. Uh, I, I like watching it for the characters mainly, so. Yeah. Which, uh. like, I'm very eager for them to. I, I don't know if they actually confirmed if this is, like, main continuity or not, but mm. I'd really like to see him kind of link up with everything else that's going on. Yeah, I, I think it is. I we just don't know. That's what I when I said earlier when I was messaging you, Gabe, uh, in the in our group chat with Josh, and you know I was like I don't know where Moon Knight is going to fit into the larger MCU is like after this. So I I what I'm hoping is the finale. I mean we probably I don't know what we're gonna get for a post credit scene next week. Um, but I'm hoping that we'll at least maybe see something at the end that links him to the greater MCU. Right, hopefully. But, um, let, let's get into the specifics. So, I mean, we get Mark and Steven in the Egyptian underworld, um, and it's confirmed that he was actually shot dead. Uh, so that, that's, um, I, I guess I'm glad that they didn't just it, it makes sense, because obviously he doesn't have Khonshu right now. It makes sense when he got shot twice in the chest that he'd be dead uh, at this point. Um, but uh, I, I found the most interesting part about this, too, is, like, the hippo goddess, where she's, like, uh, it's just, like, the ancestral plane in Wakanda. So that was a reference to Black Panther, of course. Um so I, I did like that and kind of how like these different cultures have their own ideas of the afterlife and so I, I did like that a lot um, and I did want to talk about also because we then also get this mixed in with more scenes of like Oscar Isaac, Mark uh, and Steven going back and forth between this and the talking with Ethan Hawke, uh, Arthur as the, as the doctor right yeah, um, so I'm glad that we actually have confirmation that what happened is he is dead. Mm. Like he didn't, although I was kind of I was although I was kind of hoping on it, he didn't wake up and like I don't know, like it was all a dream, like that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Um. Uh. And it, I mean, it kind of like just kind of like the whole episode shows its hand when you see that he like steps out of the hospital or whatever and he's actually like on a ship that's like sailing through the desert like he is actually in the underworld right so it's like great we have that uh what we don't know yet is i guess like what is going on fully with like this sort of like dream asylum he's in yeah um and uh i think like functionally though it's still gonna like keep on taking us different places we'll uh talk about it in a second i'm sure but like with the unveiling of sort of his his tragic backstory we finally learned about right um we are sort of seeing like this uh underworld kind of 
play around with his memory, show, sort of showing us uh, a bit about Mark. I think this was like the actual transition that like is like okay, like Mark is sort of kind of like the head figure we are following here. Um, he he's he you know he's definitely like real or like you know the actual body of uh, our Moon Knight character, mm-hmm. um, which actually like that is like a really cool spin if you think about it. Just yeah. leave, starting us off with uh, Stephen, uh, aka just a figment of his imagination. Right. I, I really liked that because you know in the first few episodes we were like, okay, who's this Mark guy? You know. Yeah. Yeah that 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 is interesting to think about. Yeah, and I mean we'll talk about Stephen's fate here in this episode, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, that that is really interesting to think about. I mean, we definitely thought at the beginning that it was going to be about this guy, Steven, uh, but that, that didn't hasn't ended up being the case now. So, um, let's talk about the trip down memory lane, uh, talk about the backstory, and so we find out that Mark ended up, that Mark is the, the main identity, and he lost his brother, and his mom blamed him for taking his brother into that cave and his brother i assume drowned uh in the flood and his mom blames him for it and takes out uh ends up blaming him for the um ends up blaming him for uh his brother dying uh (laughs) gabe ended up accidentally leaving for a minute so um (laughs) <laughs> um uh so yeah so so his his mom ab- abused him for uh cuz she thinks he lost his brother uh he's the reason why and so to deal with the abuse and the trauma of uh from his mom Mark invented Steven as this identity to cope with it and um we also find out that that Mark and this is from the comics that he is Jewish um in a Jewish family, so, um, I, I thought that the backstory was pretty cool to see, um, and very, very tragic, and not something that I necessarily expected, um, Gabe accidentally left again, so, um, (laughs) sorry, about this, um, so, but, but yeah, no, Oscar Isaac's acting, I thought, was really, really fantastic in this, um, and I really enjoyed this, um, aspect. You're, you're back again. Yeah, my headset for my computer is absolutely spazzing the hell out. I don't know if it's like some kind of other application I have, but basically everything you said for like the last like minute straight was like overmodulated as fuck oh. and just pain. I I heard what you were saying, but it was also just sounded like a vortex the hell just opened up. <laughs> Uh, I'm assuming it was mostly just about uh, sort of like the sequence where uh, Stevens moving up through his like old house 
apartment. Yeah, and, like, and his memories and stuff. Yeah, and and Stephen dealing and creating Stephen to deal with the abuse from his mom. And I mentioned that it also showed that uh, Mark is Jewish as well. Uh, so that was cool um, to have some representation there. And uh, and but but yeah, just like this whole backstory and Oscar Isaac's acting there. Um, and him creating that Steven is this figment of his imagination to deal with trauma, and, like, this is how he gets his disassociative identity disorder. Like, it all makes sense, because, I mean, if you think about it, some, some, it it seems some mental, uh, illnesses can be caused by abuse, so. um. Right, and it's totally, like, two sides of the same coin. Uh, I think, like, like obviously, um, like, Stephen and Mark were kind of, like, the same entity, essentially. Mm-hmm. But now, more than ever, it just, um, I think it's, like, more emphasized that, um, sort of, these are, these are different kind of, like, parts of Mark that are, like, really trying to, like, cope with that. Mm-hmm. And, um... I think, like, his, like, his stance as Steven towards those events is, like, one way to kind of, like, rationalize it and, like, Mark kind of, like, doing it another way. Um, And I think, like, it's just kind of, like, it's definitely just kind of, like, you know, like, him going back and forth, like, well, you know, this is kind of like wrong to shove this down you mm-hmm. know but also it's just like it's all too much i think like it's um it's the, what what would happen in this episode it's a great way to kind of like really kind of like so his characters into like one thing but also like now more than ever making it them really uh distinct personalities like and like identities i guess yeah um like we've seen him like fight as moon knight and i I don't know what the other one is mr knight Knight, when he yeah when he has like the really droopy suit on yeah i think like there's just gonna be it's almost gonna be like there's gonna be like a small cast of dudes that are all just kind of like one in the same, but also kind of, like, showcasing different parts of Mark. Mm-hmm. Which is exciting, because it's... It's a lot going on within just one character. Yeah, it, it is definitely a lot, for sure. Um, I I mean, just, like... I mean, yeah, like, like we've been saying, like, the... Even just Oscar Isaac's acting here, like, I... I really think he's a great actor that uh, in the past and some of his stu- recent stuff uh, hasn't been given the ability to show his act- his acting chops off all that well. And here he's actually able to show it. Uh, so that, that's been nice to see. Yeah, he was definitely the right guy. Yeah, and I, I did... I mean, I, I thought from the beginning, like, Steven, when Steven's been calling his mom and nobody's been answering him like i think he could just be making this up and that she's actually not alive and then getting this um background into what actually happened and that's pretty heartbreaking like he's even just 
I mean, the laters gators is even something his mom used to say before she started abusing him, and uh, even just, I mean, him just looking for, like, a mother figure, I guess, in, in, or in his memory that he used to have a mom, uh, a good mom, before everything happened, so. Yeah, like, basically, Steven is just, like, one big means of, like, escape, so... Mm-hmm. I was still kind of confused while watching this episode, but, uh, like, as to, like, whether or not his mom is actually around or not. Right. But, like, it's very likely that Steven just, in his persona, like, she is alive. Yeah. To kind of, like, still have that kind of, like, I don't know, just, yeah, like, you know, in Steven's kind of, like, side of it, she's alive and, like, everything's okay and stuff so yeah so so after that we also get um we get to see how mark became moon knight and uh going on the archaeological site with layla's father and we get confirmation of the character bushman um who ended up being the one to kill everybody and then uh mark is able to find Kanchu in there and that's when Kanchu makes him the moon night so um that that was cool to see i assumed we'd see what ended up happening in there that made him the moon night so i i i was i i thought this was good too and it was cool to get another reference from the comics i don't know whether we're actually gonna see who bushman is but at least he's referenced Bushman just sounds like some kind of Australian antagonist. He, we, yeah. What are you guys doing here? What are you, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? I'm a Bushman. I'm here to kill the Moon Knight. But, like, okay, so here's the situation, though. I thought they should have uh, added a few more sequences, like, sort of like flashbacks or something mm-hmm. leading up to uh, that moment where Mark is dying. And Kanshu is like, do you want to be my moon, bruh? Mm-hmm. I think there should have been, like, I... Because, like, there's, like, a lot of, like, alluding to it. Mm-hmm. But, like, if there are, like, a bit more... Just, like, even, like, two or three more disjointed scenes of, like, Mark getting shot up and then, like, running into some kind of weird tomb. Like, yeah. that, that'd be fine. Like, um... I don't know. Like... Uh, with with that whole thing, it, it just it's just kind of like they paint a good enough picture. It, it's it's great. Um, just think they could have like um, been a bit more explicit with like what happened, I guess, to lead up to that. Yeah, I agree with that. And I was, I guess it was kind of like I I feel like there's still some unanswered questions with that. And like I mean, we've also. We've like we've been hearing that from Arthur and from the other gods in one of the past episodes, like in the episode where they were, they had to call in that council of gods and Kanchu got imprisoned again, and they were talking about how Kanchu has been like the outcast of all the other gods, and that um, he's you know Arthur called him like a liar and stuff. I mean, it just feels like that plot line hasn't even gotten anything uh and i 
I'm worried for the finale that they might have too many, too many other things there to try to touch on that aspect. So, yeah, I'm. It seems like a couple of the pieces are coming together, <laughs> but it is a little concerning that like Hanshu just kind of pieced out, and then like the Egyptian god squad, <laughs> like you know, uh, they haven't followed up on that yet. So it's almost like, um, I mean, I think uh, WandaVision sort of did the same thing, but it was like kind of restricted to just the last two episodes, Mm -hmm. but kind of like a thing where like the show is broken up into the first half of things you should be concerned about. And then the second half, right? like, I'm just like, are we... Are we gonna figure out like what Arthur's thing is like? Right. Because like when I was watching this episode, and I saw like the uh, the part where he did become Moon Knight, mm-hmm. uh, and Stephen is like, nah, he's 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 just using you. He, right. He's you know, it's it's no good. I'm like, eh. I'm like, it, so if if he is calling out. Kanchu and like so did Arthur I'm like if like if enough people are calling him out like um, are they trying to like hint towards the fact that like yeah maybe Kanchu isn't like uh, wasn't like a good thing to happen to Mark like he would you know it wasn't really <sighs> he was just kind of like the bad guy I guess I don't know mm-hmm because because arthur he's still like a really freaky dude like I'm yeah. not, it's just kind of hard to tell who's going to be the antagonist by the end of this show yeah like i want to say next week that we're going to be ranking arthur harrow as the villain in our villain rankings but i i don't even know we could be ranking right. Kongshu. so i i and like i i find ethan hawk as arthur harrow like i find him a bit more interesting than Kanchu, to be honest, just in terms of, like, I feel like there's... Well, I think there's more there for both of them, but I I feel like we've been built up more that Arthur's this, like, primary antagonist, so... Yeah, and he, uh, you know, he goes on and on about that other god right. he worships. Mm-hmm. That's... that. It's very likely that could be something that is not good. To, yeah. like, be summoning this uh, other goddess or whatever, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, I, it seemed like at that point, though, like, the parts where I think it was, like, raining a bunch of, like, magic down in the underworld and, like, didn't Mark and Steven say, like, oh, Arthur's, like, summoned Amit or whatever, or Amit, and so I, I think by this point, if they can get back up to... The land of the living like is are they gonna already be there seems like they're too late and that like arthur's already started doing what he's doing so yeah i mean you know if you put it that way uh you know we still have post credit scene as you mentioned that could be opening up something huge because this yeah. is the first time we have like all these like extra gods and goddesses, right? Uh, from like, I mean, like Thor's mythology and the in the movies are just kind of like 
I guess you could consider them just kind of like these really like ethereal sort of like extra dimensional beings right um like these are like whole ass like gods and goddesses uh that are like kind of coming to light here i think like the finale could kind of like kick that off if you're uh having like this big grand battle between mark and arthur right but i think um he he just seems like kind of like a Thanos situation where I, I like obviously Thanos's deal might have been like a bit more blatantly fucked up, yeah. but um, he just like thoroughly believes what he's doing is the thing that should be done, right? And you know it could have like some really wicked consequences. Yeah, and. Um, yeah, I, I think, um, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, I, that, I agree with you. I, I, I lost my train of thought on what I was going to say. Um, but, oh, I was, I know what I was going to say. The only other time that we've heard mention of other gods or goddesses is in Black Panther, because they mentioned Bast, the Panther goddess, and then, like, uh, M'Baku's tribe in Black Panther all, has worships the uh, gorilla god Hanuman. So I I think like that those are the only time that's the only time where we've heard mention of other gods from other for other cultures. Right, um, and honestly, it would be nice to see. But like, as far as like uh, characters functioning in the in the franchise mm-hmm. i think that'd be a great a great idea to like kind of like segue into like um beings like uh what's his name um devil man that people thought would be in wandavision oh uh, mephisto. mephisto yeah yeah the people that are like more of like just kind of like an allegory for for a good or evil, but like they're kind of also kind of like the weird kind of like magic that Doctor Strange does. I think it'd just be opening a door for like a lot of stuff. Right. Um, I don't think I would mind if Arthur turned out to be someone who's like not exactly a bad guy, but just kind of like one of those things where like they should probably stop him because some really whack shit could happen if he like lets lets the genie out of the bottle or whatever yeah yeah i i want to know more about what's going on with arthur i'm hoping that he doesn't just get killed off like they tend to do with a lot of mcu villains um Cause that's like been a that's a that's been a definite mistake in the MCU. I don't remember if we talked about that in our biggest MCU mistakes, but I I think definitely killing off the majority of their villains is, has has been a huge problem. So yeah, they gotta stop doing that shit. And like, albeit a few of them, it makes sense for a few of them. Have, like, what's up? It makes sense for a few of them, like Killmonger and Black Panther. Like, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, like, a few of them seem to have, like, you know, some use beyond, like, their intentions. And then, you know, some, it's just like, yeah, yeah, you know, kill them, whatever. See if I care. But right. 
I, I think it's a habit we need to stop. They just need to get out of it. Because, like, I don't know, if you just put more villains in the, on the back burner, you're going to have them, like, in your pocket for another occasion. Even if that's, right. like, just Arthur from Moon Knight. Yeah, I mean, at this point, what? Yeah, Arthur might be one of the only ones, if they keep him alive, that is still around. I mean, I guess Killmonger's... There, there's a multiversal Killmonger from What If that is still... I guess in that multiverse that they could use that to bring Michael B. Jordan back as Killmonger, but uh, into the main MCU. But we'll see. That that remains to be seen. But also with uh, with uh, you know, like playing with like all these gods and stuff, mm-hmm. and um, just like the idea of reincarnation. Okay. Well, first of all. Uh, reincarnation is not a new concept in any like superhero media, right? <laughs> but like, they could be a lot more just kind of like, I feel like a bit more laissez faire with like reincarnating people. Like, yeah, we're we're just gonna bring them back, and it doesn't have to be like this whole like. You don't have to go through a bunch of like writing hoops mm-hmm. to like bring someone back. You could just be like, yeah, this person met uh, Kanchu on the way to, you know, the way to hell, and then he got resurrected. He's <laughs> back. Yeah. Or just, like, do some, like, um, honestly, if they, like, just, like, keep on pumping out these, like, magical and, like, mystical characters, yeah, I would love, like, a Ghost Rider, Ooh. and... Ooh. Anytime someone dies and goes to like some kind of realm, they can just like have the mental fortitude to like send their own ass back. Oh my god, I I'm hoping that we get some Ghost Rider, and uh, I honestly wouldn't mind if it was Nick Cage again. Yeah. <laughs> Please give more Nick Cage's Ghost Rider. Maybe I'm on a Nick Cage high because of uh, unbearable way of massive talent, but. He could um, be like an elder uh, Ghost Rider in another universe. Oh I do God. think when they do Ghost Rider in the MCU, though, it's gotta be the one with a fucking muscle car. Uh, the <laughs> motorcycle is cool, but if they had him tearing around in like a big fucking car, dude, that'd be nice. That's hilarious, honestly. I I mean, I also think it probably needs to be someone who's younger than Nick Cage at this point because they want to have someone who's gonna be around or carry their part in the franchise for at least what like five to ten years or something so right um no disrespect to nick cage but uh you know the king (laughs) um and then uh last thing in this episode uh uh steven then falls off the boat in the conflict with uh the mummy zombies or whatever uh the underworld spirits and uh, and Steven ends up dying, so I guess Mark has now lost Steven. So I, that that was pretty tough to see Steven die like that. But, um, uh, yeah, and then Mark arrives in the paradise part of the underworld that they were, I guess, trying to get to. Um, and, and also we had, like, the scale thing with, like, the hippo goddess using their, like, hearts on the scale or whatever, and they had to balance it with the memories. That was why they were going through the memories. Um, 
But like, and I'll, well, I was confused because I was like, well, didn't haven't we been teased that there's a third personality, which is supposed to be Jake Lockley? Like, we even saw a third coffin in that asylum in episode four that they uh, walked past, and so I. I guess maybe they'll put this third personality in the finale, maybe. I, I That's another thing, another plot thread that I think needs to be touched on, because I do think there, that Jake Lockley is a third personality. I, uh, but, uh, and, that, and that's why I'm, I was confused why the scales ended up working uh, at that point when they didn't have Jake with them, because if he's in there, then, you know. But. Yeah, there's got to be some kind of like medium where he Mark is at peace and doesn't need to like rely on like these other like personalities and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, obviously, I'm sure I'm not the only one who is thinking about this. But like, how can a figment of someone's imagination die unless there's like special rules in that place? I think mostly this was like kind of a thing where like. Um, Mark kind of had to like say bye to like that form of coping. He's going to be like kind of dealing with like these things and like really channeling Moon Knight uh, in a different way. <laughs> now that he doesn't have a Steven Shield in front of him, sort of, or like you know, a, a pocket to put all that grief into. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I, I'm i just thinking about... I mean, we even teased also Jake Lockley through the fact that we've been having these scenes where Mark and Steven claim they both didn't kill some of these people that we've been seeing them kill in these scenes where we're skipping ahead past like people getting killed, um, and it just seems like that's been a third personality, and so I've been thinking, well, maybe they were going to go back and show us this third personality killing these people, but that hasn't that hasn't happened yet, and I don't know if I should expect that going into a 45-minute a to an hour-long finale, because I just feel like that... I don't know if they're going to have enough time to put that in there, so... Yeah, it could always just be a tease at the end, honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you don't have time for something, just kind of throw it in there and just, you know leave it there for people to kind of wait for next season or whatever. Right. Yeah, I mean, we could end up getting a season two, maybe, so who knows. Um, all right, well, let's hit the predictions for our finale, then. Um, I guess uh, I can go first uh, real quick this time. Um, uh, for me, I, I mean, I think freeing Khonshu, I think that's what they're leaning towards, is they're going to get Khonshu uh, out of there, obviously, because we need to see him suit up as Moon Knight. I mean, that, and obviously he's going to come find a way back from the underworld to get there and get Khonshu, get his Moon Knight suit, um, stop Harrow somehow, whether we're going to see Amit in the finale, like the goddess herself remains to be seen. Um, but I, I'm just hoping we don't see Harrow die. I hope that we see his third personality and I guess kind of finish making sense of what the heck's been going on because this week made sense with like backstory and everything but i just need to know a little a couple more missing plot threads but 
Yeah, what are your predictions, Gabe? I think they're going to keep on uh, showing us more of his backstory. This seems like it just it, it's great and all, mm-hmm. but there just needs to be another episode sort of like showing things leading up to his Moon Knight persona and sort of like a couple more things that just happened along the way before that. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's not sufficient to put it in one episode. So I think if the writers are, you know, uh, smart, they'll kind of like continue this into the next. Uh, I mean, I can already kind of see it sort of like walking through his memories while he's kind of like going through the field of reach or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that I don't know if uh, I don't know if he'll make it back to like the living world by the end of the series. Yeah, <clears throat> I know it'll be like a really big cliffhanger, but mm-hmm. like this, the more I watch this season, the more it just kind of feels like it's more about like kind of like setting up Mark. And kind of like giving us a bit of a glimpse at Arthur's character. Right. I would be surprised if some of the big finale stuff we would typically expect would be like reserved for like a second season. At the very most, I think like maybe we'll reach some kind of like balance for Mark. And he, you know, he gets to the end of the field of reads or whatever, and he kind of, like, figures out how to function as Moon Knight, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I I can definitely see that. Um, I definitely think that um, you you could be right and we could get a cliffhanger, so... Love to see. Um, I've enjoyed getting to know this character, though, um, that I didn't know much about before. Um, and um, I don't know. I, I I mean, that's I've kind of enjoyed getting to know these new characters that we've been introduced to in Phase Four. I mean, I I think I think for me, my favorite is still Shan Chi at this point. I think I think that Shan Chi is still my favorite of the new newer characters that we've seen. Um, yeah, he's he's pretty solid. And no disrespect to the Eternals, I just it it was a movie that had a lot going on in it, and we had like ten new characters to try to get to know in Eternals, uh, which I liked most of them, but um, but it was just a lot. <laughs> so yeah, um, but yeah, so let's that's it for Moon Knight. Um, we can get more nerdy news now. We have some stuff. Uh, so it just came across in uh, news today that Kevin Feige is apparently holding a week-long retreat, or a little less than a week, uh, to discuss the next 10 years of the MCU. That is crazy. And the fact that uh, we might be seeing the MCU into our mid-30s is... That's insane to me. <laughs> Kevin. Also, I am invited. I will now be pitching my idea for uh, Blade, but R-rated. 
Yeah, I mean, we looks like we'll probably be getting Blade next year, I think, with Mahershala Ali. So, I mean, I, I, I mean, I hope that's next year. But, um, I mean, it's if we have ten more years, there's we we're, we'll probably get the X Men in these ten years. Like, that's probably what some of what they're discussing. They have to be discussing that they're going to put the X Men in. Um, yeah, I, I mean, if they don't like now, they're going to be running out of time. Yeah. And, I mean, obviously we're getting the Fantastic Four in the next couple of years. Um, and so, I mean, there's... And we're already... We've already gotten a tease from Loki at, at Kang the Conqueror. So I assume that Kang's going to be one of our big villains through the next ten years or whatever it is. Um, so I, I that should have like a really big climax. Yeah, because that's like fucking with like time and stuff. That'll be oh, like a. Yeah. That'll that'll probably be huge. I don't think I don't know if it'll top like the end of the last ten years, but yeah. Well, I it's gonna be hard because like all these shows, there's a lot more shows and there's gonna be a lot of movies and they're gonna have to tie all of those together. And they've mm-hmm. started to tie with WandaVision and Loki and No Way Home and Doctor Strange 2 now. Like, all those, and what if. Uh, those are all tying together right now. And, um, and it'll have to be, like, good writing. They can't just, like, do Secret Wars and then throw them all on one planet. And yeah. then have uh, frickin', um Galactus? Samuel L. Jackson oh. be like, so you're telling me. There's some kind of weird ex dudes from other universes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Also, Sam Jackson is in his seventies. I mean, true. I mean, uh, I, I mean, we know we're getting him in Secret Invasion, but how much longer are we gonna have our Nick Fury? I, I really. It's a good question. Um. I don't even know. I don't. I don't even know how I want Nick Fury to end because I feel like Nick Fury survived so much stuff in the last ten years that I. I mean. I mean, it'll have to be heroic as fuck. I think for like a lot of characters, I'd be okay if like the way they bow to them out is like. Yeah, it sounds really corny saying it now, but I think they could make it work. Just like have them do. Send them, send them out however you want to, want to, and yeah. then you can do like a prequel movie. I would fucking kill for a secret agent, uh, freaking theory movie. Yeah, that would be really good. Well, I mean, we got to so. look at that in Captain Marvel as well. But I mean, we didn't. Right. We didn't need to see him get his eye scratched out by a cat. That could have been. <laughs> that could have been done a lot better, but I. Aside from that, I liked him. I liked his younger, the younger portrayal in Captain Marvel. I thought that was one of the best parts of that movie. Um, For sure. But um, yeah, I I totally agree with that. I I mean I think Secret Wars is what they're going to be building to. I think that's a safe bet, and I don't know. Kevin just has a plan and that's more than we can say for what we're going to talk about next with sony and sony i don't know what the heck they're doing so along with they're craving the hunter next year and they have madam webb with dakota johnson um i believe is the actress's name who apparently was only in 50 shades of gray from what i've heard 
but that that's eh, just... she's been in some other stuff but okay that isn't... still sony are some sick motherfuckers for making movies about characters no one cares about dude yes so so they are making a then the next character they announced a character who i found out on twitter from people who know more about comics than i do uh that el muerto who is who they announced is a uh latino wrestling character he's being played by bad bunny who is a rapper and who has done Ooh. wrestling and uh and el muerto has apparently only appeared in two issues of a comic run where he faced spider-man and apparently they think that this character is going to draw audiences in i i don't know i i just it's it's pretty gosh darn cringe it's not even like it's not even something where like they're using a character that people sleep on or whatever <clears throat> it's literally this person has appeared twice in the history of marvel comics right Right. I don't get it. I right. don't get it. Right, and the, like even the Guardians of the Galaxy, were they super well known? No, but they had m way more than two comic runs before that. And right, the Eternals were done by Jack Kirby. Sean She was done by Jim Starlin, who created Thanos. Like these, like these lesser known characters that are in the MCU still had good creators behind them, and still had were at least known by people in their comic runs. Yeah, and you can you can make them lovable. Mm. I don't know how you're supposed to... You know, if someone's only been in there twice... Yeah. You know, I don't know much about him, but, like, he's just a super-powered wrestler? Like, that's, that's what made me uninterested in the... Oh, what was it? Iron Fist? Iron Fist... Mm -hmm. It's cool, I guess, but I'm like, uh, okay, I'm just gonna go watch Daredevil now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, he's gonna be up against another, an evil wrestler, because that's what Sony likes to do, is they like to do evil copy of their hero. Um, I... I don't know. And I know MCU has done that as well, sometimes, that when it doesn't work, sometimes it does, but... Sony, that's literally what Sony has done for all their last, like, three or four movies that they've done in this, in their so-called universe. Yeah. If they, I don't know. It's just, like, a really weird thing to think about. Like, seeing your, seeing Morbius flop, right? Seeing yeah. Morbius do so shit. Yeah. And then there's these, like, guys in their, you know, in their little suits in their office. And they're like... Gentlemen, the vampire movie did so bad, we need a new idea. And then they're like, I have an idea that's really bad. <laughs> and then they're like, let's do it. <laughs> they, they just don't know what they're doing. And I, 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 after Morbius, I really, like, I'm only slightly interested in Craven the Hunter with Aaron Taylor Johnson. I at least had heard of Craven the Hunter and... But I, I'm not like expecting anything great from it, obviously. But I'm I'm only slightly interested in that. Anything else? Um, I 
Maybe just for the fun and the lulls, I might see Venom 3, because I think that also got <laughs> confirmed. But that's just because I at least enjoy laughing at Tom Hardy. Um, but, uh, well, I still didn't like Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage. But I had some laughs a little bit. But, um, but yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I, I'm not really that interested in everything else there putting out and <laughs> will will has been higher uh on the venom movies and uh even on morbius than i was so i i don't know i guess uh good for will i guess that he can go into the movies and at least enjoy them a little bit so <laughs> Ooh. um so um uh but uh, otherwise, we have Doctor Strange 2 in one week, so we'll be talking about that, hopefully a group of us. Um, I know JJ wants to do it with us. I'm sure Will will want to. Who knows if Josh is going to want to do it just for the last time for a while, but obviously it's going to be our, along with our Moon Knight finale coverage, um, that'll be our like finale uh, for a while because we're taking a break from the podcast for at least a bit. Uh, I, I, I don't know that it'll be forever, but I, uh, at least I hope not, but it'll be for a little while at least. Um, but we'll talk about that next week. Um, Avatar 2, uh, Way of the Water, I believe got announced as the title and that's at the end of the year. And I was saying this on a Facebook thread. Oh, I don't remember much about the first Avatar. All I remember the information about it is it has blue cat people. It has Zoe Saldana in it. It was directed by James Cameron, and it had people love the special effects at the time in 2008. And that's all I remember about the first Avatar. I don't think it'll be as monumental as the first, Hmm. but if this fucking movie performs, like, ludicrously good... Mm-hmm. I'm gonna lose my shit because there's it has nothing writing on it except for the fact that at the time of its release it had excellent uh, special effects and um, wasn't it like one of the first better movies to come out in 3D? I think so. I can't. I can't remember too many 3D movies that I've gone in and like enjoyed. I. I the time one time I saw Avatar was on TV so like I I never even saw it in theaters but um so I I guess I don't know so yeah 3D is a freaking scam anyways I don't even know if they do 3D movies anymore I don't think anyone wants to go to the theater put on some grubby glasses <laughs> for like some mediocre effects to come at their face so honestly so funny story. I would like to have a word with you if you want to have some like real shit. So, um, and I, I, I know this is gonna get major laughs and like cringe, and I am sharing it for that purpose. But I remember, and I, I, I wasn't a, as much of a fan at that point. But obviously, everybody's heard of Avatar: The Last Airbender, and when the horrible excuse of a movie came out. For some reason, my friend and I decided to go see it just because I'd heard great things about the cartoon. Uh, and we saw it in 3D, and I remember, as horrible as the, like, the movie is horrible, 
and the 3D effects, like, there was not even good 3D effects either, so the movie was just terrible even in 3D, so um, that that's just a funny little story. I think that's, like, the last time I did a 3D movie, and I so I agree there's probably... I don't even think they do 3D anymore from what I... Seeing that in 3D sounds like something you should sentence to really <laughs> awful criminals. Yeah. Sentence you to Avatar movie in 3D. Yeah, yeah, go go watch M. Night Shyamalan movies in 3D. I, I don't... <laughs> I... I, um... Yeah, no, I... <laughs> and and uh, Kearney and JJ just showed me the first uh, episode of The Last Airbender on Netflix, the cartoon, and, and I liked it. I... I need to watch the whole thing because I know it's great. Because um, nobody, nobody has ever said a negative thing about that show. So um, it's all great things. So um, and I know it's probably right up my alley. I just need to actually sit down and binge it. Um, but any, anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, a- Avatar two, the other Avatar. Um, yeah. So I I don't know how this one is gonna do. Uh, James Cameron has literally spent. 14 years trying to make this sequel I'm I I honestly thought it would never come out to be honest I never because I'd heard that he was trying to get this made but I just didn't think it was ever gonna I just want to know why it took him fucking 14 years I don't know I I don't know how that it didn't get made sooner I mean has James Cameron even done anything huge since that like his biggest movies are Titanic and Avatar, and he's probably done some, a couple other good ones, but, like, those are his, like, most well-known movies. Um, I I don't know, like, what else he's really done in that time. Pretty much nothing, I think. There's probably a couple other, like, really big movies we're forgetting about. But... Yeah. I think after Avatar, he probably just twiddled his thumbs for seven years, and then started production, and now we're here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and didn't he say he wanted to make, like, five of these? I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, he'll be, like, a mummy by the time he <laughs> makes, like, five of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Alright, and then the other thing... Unfortunate news, Spider-Verse 2 has been delayed till next year. Till when? Next year. Oh, damn. Yeah. Like, in the wintertime? I think it's supposed to be, like, next summer. So, like, they had Spider-Verse 2 got delayed to next oh. year, and then the year after that, Spider-Verse 3, and... Because they... Remember, it was supposed to be, like, part one and part two of that... Uh, the Spider-Verse sequel, that's what they had called them, and so I I don't know why exactly uh, Spider-Verse 2 got delayed from this year. I, I assumed, my assumption is that Sony wants to, because of Morbius flopping, they want to re-release No Way Home in its time, like, in its, um, in that space instead in, in, like, October or whatever, September, where it was supposed to come or Spider-Verse 2 is supposed to come out because they just want more money because they need it. <laughs> I don't know. Come see the awesome movie with all your three favorite Spider-Dudes. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. it, 
delaying movies, uh, for the most part, make sure that they're in a good shape. Mm. At least that's how it's been. I'm just like referring to like the last few years right. of the, them being delayed and whatnot. It doesn't work with video games. When you hear video games being delayed, just don't. Yeah, it's too late. Yeah, or or if you're Morbius, which apparently got delayed for two years and then was still shit. So. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's they need time to work on the animation. I trust the animation team and the storytelling team that's behind Into the Spiders at least, because they seem to have more control. That team seems to have more control over anything else that Sony is producing. So, um, <clears throat> so yeah, I. Who knows? Um, yeah, that's what I have. Gabe, do you have any nerdy news that you know of? Um, I'm trying to think. I don't think so. There's been some, like, banger. Honestly, like, the last month or two, with some banger video games and movies. Uh, nothing. I don't think there's anything pertaining to our audience, though. Um, I saw everything everywhere all at once. That was really good. That's not really yeah. You 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 said you said that was really good, and I should check and that I should check it out. And I I I've heard of the, I've heard the concept of the movie, and I seems I'd be interested in it. I uh, just there's been other movies that I'm I guess I've prioritized seeing uh, in the theater and. Uh, but it's something that I would, when it go, shows up on streaming or on demand, I wouldn't mind watching it and adding to my uh, 2022 movie rankings that I'm keeping. Yeah, true, true. So I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind that at all. I and I've heard nothing but good things about that movie. So, um, but yeah. So, um. I think that's it. We'll be back next week with the finale of Moon Knight. I think probably will be on Wednesday when it comes out, hopefully. And then maybe on the weekend, maybe we'll, we'll wait a week to do the Doctor Strange 2 podcast. We'll kind of figure it out with everybody. I'm hoping that we'll be able to get uh, our main, our full main crew together to four, at least four, hope maybe five of us that can just do a finale, talk about Doctor Strange 2, um, and, uh, I guess that, yeah, like I said, that'll, that'll be it for a little while, um, so, um, but I'll save all my, uh, thanks to the audience, whoever actually takes the time to listen to us, uh, next week, but, um, Yeah, we'll see everyone uh, next time on The Tribe of Nerds.